evening, lads and lasses, and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. Tonight, we'll discuss City's disappointing showing against the Colorado Rapids, Roman Berge's heroic performance, and our decisive victory over Union Omaha in the U.S. Open Cup. We've officially won exclusive rights to the Owl as our mascot, so get those talons in the sky, and let's kick off. Bienvenido, everyone, and welcome into the Soccer Talk Labs podcast. I had to hit you with a little Spanish there since I was in Miami last week while the two other wonderful lads on this podcast recorded, but I am back. My name is Stephen Ground, and I have no credentials to be hosting this podcast, but I am joined by a credentialed reporter for St. Louis City, SC, our very own Justin Horniker. Justin, you are in St. Louis on the aftermath during the aftermath of the uh first um match with union omaha the only match with union mm-hmm. omaha um how are you doing i'm doing good hopefully the only match i hope there's not a replay in the future but no well you know i'd, I'd be happy to replay those uh those results for sure but we'll talk about that a little later we have a uh, ian is set to join us sometime in the middle of this podcast mm-hmm. he had a conflict called being an adult which neither justin or i have ever had to deal with so um, no idea what that means but yeah. we're rolling with it steven it like really sucks yeah steven in miami last week did you see messi while you're there or I can did. you give us any update i went to miami to film something in a hotel room and that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> no i had to uh, we had to film some like promo material for my um uh-huh company right. we had a guy in, over from the UK who's only here a couple times a year and he was down in Miami so I went I got I left Jacksonville at 4 a.m got to Miami around 9 got to my destination around 10 because of Miami traffic and um then we did we were in the hotel pretty much all day we took like a one hour walk around like the street saw the beach a little bit and everything else and then uh, we went back and had like a five course Spanish dinner at the hotel, which was, you know, it's really, I'm not that fancy when it comes to food. So mm. it was like a bit above what I'm going <laughs> for, but it was still good. It was nice. Um, the then, uncomfortability, did that take away from the taste of it at all? Uh, no, no. I mean, it was 10 people, only like two of whom, only one of whom I knew and only another one of whom that I kind of knew and so it wasn't my favorite. I'm an introvert, but it was great. It was great. It was fine. It was a lovely night. I didn't have to pay for dinner. That was beautiful as well. So um, it was good. And then I went right to bed and then I got up at four to drive home. So it did like, I never thought of Miami as a city I like super wanted to visit. Like I'd visit any city because I love to travel, but it wasn't like high on my list. And now that I've been there, it's like, oh, I kind of want to go back and like spend some time there, you know? But I like South cool. Florida a lot more than I like the rest of Florida in my experiences. Yeah. Oh, I got a I got a real lecture on South Florida today during a work <laughs> meeting. Um I said I said so I live in Jacksonville, which is very north Florida. Mm. And I said South Florida. I said we were talking about somebody who lives somewhere in Florida, and I said they live in South Florida, I think, although you know, maybe the Tampa area. And then I was lectured that Tampa is not South Florida, wow. which technically it is central on the East Coast, on the West Coast, rather, of Florida. But I was very put in my place. Um, but it is south of Jacksonville by a considerable ways. So, you know. Now, here's a question It's for a big-ass state. You know, it's, yeah. because of its weird shape, you don't really notice that. But it's a giant state because to get to... To get from Jacksonville to Miami, and which is not actually the southern point, if you consider Key West, is like six five five hours with good traffic. And to get from Jacksonville to Pensacola, which is the you know other end of the Panhandle, is also like five hours with good traffic. So it's big. Would they consider Fort Lauderdale? Is that in South Florida? Where's the cutoff exactly? I Asking think, for intermediate. I think the cutoff is like <laughs> Naples and further south. Okay. 
I think it's like really that bottom cone. Gotcha. But I don't know. I'm not like an, I'm not the Miami land areas, like South yeah, Florida, basically, which is most of it. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a native, so it's hard to know. Fort Lauderdale definitely would be though, because that's like Miami land. It's just on the West Coast. So East Coast. Why do I keep mixing those up? I'm gonna stop talking about Florida <laughs> geography because obviously I'm not qualified. They're gonna come for us in the comments, Stephen. That's we right. It. Let's talk about Florida as a flat and warm state. So let's talk about a high and cold state of Colorado, where St. Louis City SC visited uh one, I almost said one week ago. This was only sa- Saturday. A few days. Um, what a god-awful performance by most of the team except for roman berkey who was uh the only reason that we won this game it's funny my my boss as i believe we've mentioned as a german native he's uh, specifically a dortmund fan and he thinks roman berkey is absolute trash (laughs) i had to tell him that roman berkey saved our bacon 12 saves a career high did you tell him that that this was better than his 2017 performance against Bayern Munich Gladbach where he had 11 I, saves. I did I should have. Out. I wish I'd known. Um but yeah, it was a it was a rough game. It was Roman Berkey from the entire from the very start until the very end and then they got the equalizer which was just piss poor defending. Mm-hmm. Justin, why don't you walk us through this one? Yeah, and I think like the first half we don't need to talk about too much. I think it, there was clear that something wasn't quite working like you said. Berkey was needed to be on his game. I think he made seven saves in the first half. Like, yeah. all of them very much working hard to get there. Uh, it just, yeah, something connectivity-wise wasn't working. And I think a lot of that is, like, Akil Watts getting the start at defensive mid. Not say that I don't enjoy Akil Watts as a player, but it obviously wasn't working. And Colorado had kind of learned from the Minnesota game plan of, like, if you just stack things keep yourself compact don't try to push the envelope too much like it's easy to not easy but you can exploit those areas a bit so first half half time comes zero zero uh coming out of the half some adjustments were made indiana vaslov comes on for akil watts and i think that makes a lot of the changes here uh carnell talked about vaslov gives him a base to adjust a base uh, attack from because he's just a good defensive player, but also, you know, very hard nosed as well, which is interesting considering like he wasn't that player at the start of his career, but he's definitely morphed into that player now. Um, so all St. Louis really for the, like the 30 minutes from the 45th minute to the 75th minute. And we'll talk about how it all comes down from there. But Rasmus Alm, Jared Stroud had great communication from wing to wing. Stroud misses a, pretty nice attempt that Alm floats into him and then a couple minutes later Alm scores on a very similar play where uh Nerwinski, I think it's Nelson finds Stroud down the wing Stroud drives he sends it in Alm hits it on the valley it's a very satisfying goal and so they go up one nothing Oshak comes in for Klaus Klaus turns out it's gonna miss the next two games probably 10 to 14 days what they said at the time so We'll see. Uh, Celio comes in for Jared Shroud. Obviously, those subs made looking ahead to last night's game. And then Colorado makes all five of their substitutions after the 75th minute. And that really seemed to impact the game a lot. They're able to mount pressure again. I think these City players were just tired and they kind of let the game get out of hand. And then Michael Barrios gets the game's high goal off a nice assist from Diego Rubio, actually kind of setting him in and finally beating finally beating Berkey, which I think was very sad because he deserved the shutout. Served the clean sheet in that game. Uh, and he went on a bit of a nihilist rant after the game too, which I thought was very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, his uh, rant at the end of the game was, uh, I mean, they're becoming legendary. And I, I hope the rest of the team is good with it. I mean, my uh, that's my only concern is that he puts the team on blast and not, you know yeah and, i think i don't the think there's any animosity there i think it's like I don't. the guy's been there he's been to the heights of the soccer world really and uh mm-hmm. i think he's earned the right to say i'd rather have nothing to do and win the games personally i always want to win i feel empty and disappointed 
he deserves to be able to say that. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, you could see him, his reaction after the goal that they did score. Um, it's definitely, uh, definitely justified. I think that was our worst defensive breakdown mm-hmm. on that play. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think, I think the positive is he saved us a point that we definitely yeah. really did deserve. And, um, you know, a point, anytime you get a point on the road, you can't be terribly upset, but, um, now in Robin Fraser, I mean, we talked about this last week, Steven, you're on your scouting trip. So you, you weren't here for that conversation, right. but we talked about, you know, at least I made sure to mention that, that Robin Fraser is a very good manager. And I think he gets mm-hmm. a lot out of his team you know he doesn't necessarily have the best players but he always has them set up well and in this case when you're dealing with a team that's already kind of tired coming in and then you're playing at altitude they have a quick turnaround and they're a little bit rotated and you can kind of take advantage of them in that way so yeah. you get a point on the road and that's always that's nothing to be too mad about yeah yeah definitely so I, you know i think the i think what i wanted to see coming off of that uh was a good performance in the U.S. Open Cup, mm-hmm. which we will talk about in a moment, but I am trying to stall and hope that Ian gets in here before we get there. Let's talk about some of the bad news and strange news and surprising news um, that came in while we were um, away or before while we were preparing for the game against Omaha. Uh, Klaus tweaked his groin. That was at the end of the Colorado match, right? Like in the yeah, yeah. So he comes out in the 61st minute, which was a plan sub anyway, but also he had like just gone down moments before that. So, so he's only supposed to miss the next two to three matches, which is obviously not great, but could be a lot worse. Um, long live Klaus, you know, um, he will be back. And then Caden Glover tweets his calf. He's working his way back. And, uh, that leaves, well, that, and this next move, which we're going to talk about leaves Giochini as the only striker on the main roster. Uh, but we also loaned Sam at an, at an I want to pronounce that correctly. Did Dinneran. I? Dinneran. 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 I screwed it up. I knew I'd heard it and my brain just froze. Steve, you're so good with pronunciations that that one just slipped away. It's okay. I blew it. I blew it. Uh, he's been loaned back correct to san antonio yeah yeah you said last year he scored 12 goals in 23 games so like it's a place that he has thrived at previously and i think probably a good spot for him right now i think he's clearly only going to get a few minutes here and there at city this year so let him develop a little bit more i think it's a good move it's a good move it's just the timing of it it's rough because now you're very depleted uh at the striker position yeah absolutely um i think that's interesting though because you know that decision the other two are injuries obviously that decision is definitely you know on purpose we did that we made we made the choice yeah Um, so i do wonder if it leads lynn's credence to the idea of us going after a designated player in that position uh in the summer not necessarily bobby chompers although those rumors persist you'll want it yeah, I think it like at least speaks to the fact that they're looking at forward. Like they know yeah. that that's the position that they need to be strengthened um, at. And I think that makes sense because I think Klaus, you know, it would be cool. Klaus is obviously Klaus. He's great, long with Klaus, but uh, he's got a particular style and it might make a lot of sense to have a guy that complements or, or offers something different mm-hmm. from that style, you know, more yeah. less and physical, I think- more technical. Jokini does that well, but I think Jokini is also, you can play him a couple of different spots. So like if you, I think Arnold just loves the flexibility that he has in these guys. And like mm-hmm. you see from this game, like Celio and Aziel Jackson, or I guess the, not to get too much into the, the open cup game, but we're stalling. <laughs> Celio and Aziel Jackson play up top, but they're really more of like, I don't know. I don't even know what I would call it. They almost are like more, they're not, they weren't false nines, but they, you know, definitely track back into the midfield and we're interchanging with the wingers a lot. So there's a lot of like positional flexibility there that I think is fascinating. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, let's, let's continue to stall by talking internationally <laughs> for a little bit um, because the uh, Arsenal uh, uh, Premier League Championship bid has ab- totally collapsed completely. Mm-hmm. As Speaking of potential St. Louis Strikers, uh, Premier League, where yes. one of them plays currently. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. That's um, your segue. <laughs> thanks. Um, but uh, I think we talked, I think the last time I was on, we talked about um, Arsenal had just l- allowed that comeback to Liverpool. And we talked about, well, like they are still should be in the driver's seat, but it really feels like they are screwed. Yeah. And now they're officially screwed. Yeah. We, we <laughs> pointed to this game specifically saying that if Manchester City win, that they're screwed. And Manchester City, they won. They looked very dominant. So uh, yeah. are still still technically on top of the league, technically in charge of their own destiny. But I see no possible no, scenario. I don't think they are because Man City has two games. Oh, do they? Yeah, they have games in hand, don't they? You're right. Two. So, yeah. I don't <laughs> oh, think Yeah, it's is. done. It's over. It's over. I wonder what the five... 538 Premier League says that Man City has a 92.5. Oh, wait, that's hold on, hold on, hold on. That's qualify for the UCL. A 90% chance to win the league. Arsenal has a 10% chance, and that's it. I I mean, yeah, you look at that, you also look at like Man City hasn't lost. They haven't even dropped points since February. They haven't lost since like the beginning of February to Tottenham. So like, that's a team that is just playing the best football in the world right now. Uh-huh. Like they're they're not going to lose the rest of the season. I'm fairly comfortable saying that outside of the Champions League matchups. Yeah, yeah, they will lose the Champions League final because they are still man- managed by Pep Guardiola. I think yeah, they, they'll get past Real Madrid to lose like Napoli. Yeah, that'd be yeah, great. that would be beautiful. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel really bad for Arsenal because I, Do I, I don't, I don't feel bad for. Here's it. the thing: I don't really, but Jeff might listen to this, and if he listens to it, I'm hoping he hears the part where I said I feel bad for Arsenal, mm-hmm. and then just stops. Um, but no, I mean, I, like, I don't feel, I don't feel bad for Arsenal because they're Arsenal and they're cronky owned and all that stuff. I do feel a little bad because like, I feel bad for their fans because they are um, trying. They're trying. Yeah. I also feel bad for Mikel Arteta. I think he's too handsome to be so sad. That's, yeah. that's something that weighs on me. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because um, they were so close. And now if anyone, if you told anyone this is the funny thing. If you had told anyone that they would win, that they would come in second in the premier league this year, I think anyone, mm-hmm. any Arsenal fan would have been thrilled with that at the time. And now that they've done it, it's like, Oh, that's a huge disappointment. Yeah. Especially yeah. after being in first place for so long, I think it like gets your hopes up yeah. and your expectations up. And then, yeah, exactly. but it's like what we talked about with Liverpool in their past few years of like, you have to be absolutely perfect to win the premier league. Like yeah, to to outpace Manchester City because they had that slow start of the season, but that wasn't going to last, obviously. And they just dropped too many points. I mean, they had three straight draws and they lost this one, so that's just not good enough and for a title contender. Yeah, definitely, and that's you know that's what makes uh, Man City, I think, such a dominating force and makes them so hard to. Hard to overcome is just that they are, you know, inevitable. Take as forward. much as I hate everything they stand for, they are playing some gorgeous football right now, though. Yeah. Like, oh, definitely. It's uh, hard to really hate on it too much. And Halan uh, setting the Premier League scoring record today, bit too easy, I would say. It's a bit too easy for him over there. Yeah, I think he should transfer to like Lille or someplace. Mm-hmm. I said uh, Real Salt Lake actually was my shout. I think. Oh yeah, that would be good. <laughs> can you imagine him in the Premier League? I mean, can you imagine it? That would be so ridiculous. And I want to see Erling Haaland against like Sporting Kansas City and just see like what they have to do. So, like how they would even approach that. That would be hilarious. I'm in for it. I'm down. Um, well, I don't know. Have we heard from Ian? I'm trying. I'm trying to give the man the benefit of the. Time. You know, I think we should just go into it. Ian was at the game yesterday. That's why we were waiting for it. Was full disclosure to everyone watching. But uh, I am texting him that I am officially disappointed. <laughs> in him. But I think we can we can go through the preview a little bit. If he hops on, he hops on. Let's talk him. about Al on Al violence 
Um, as everyone knows, St. Louis City, the official mascot is the owls. None of this dogs nonsense, nothing. No, else. Hellcat nonsense. No, they're, 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 yeah, that's just what they are. City they play is. at the roost. Everyone knows um, We don't need to tell you why. That's not our job. You just need to accept it, okay? <laughs> this isn't This isn't story time with Justin no. and Steven, Stop. you know? We're not going to be talking about any murders. We didn't make it up, but we will embrace it. You That's know? right. Exactly. And you don't need to worry about bodies at the bottom of the stairs. So right. anyway, and while there are a lot of staircases at City Park, just be careful. That's that's all. Just be careful. If if you <laughs> ask too many questions, especially be careful, you know, because that's what usually gets mm-hmm. people in trouble. Yeah. Um, Union Omaha joined, uh, came to St. Louis City for what I believe they said was the largest third round attendance of all time in the largest, US. yeah, largest third round attendance, the 10th highest attendance of all time, which they're which not. I would imagine that's a sellout. So more impressive because there are many teams in the in MLS who have bigger venues than we do. So yeah, right. That makes it uh, very impressive. It's a yeah. They got a lot of people to the US Open Cup, and like MLS teams have struggled with that. And obviously, St. Louis being new team on the block, there's a lot of excitement there. You know, cheaper tickets too. This is like a lot of people's first chance to actually see the team so a lot going for them but they the previous number 10 team sporting kansas city's 2017 final game they beat that out and skc uh i'm not sure what their attendance is hold on i need to check what is skc gonna sue us uh because (laughs) they had the copyright on having the most attendance in a the 10th bus Stephen. the 10th bus attendance maybe and then um what I, I mean i love this i love that they're trying to make a domestic cup work it is pretty popular and i think it's growing and that's cool it was cool to see a different team you know um and uh I'm cmp sure. fits 21 500 so yeah they're not as they're not as big a city park anyway I'm sure uh, that our listeners have already heard the dulcet tones of Adam Duritz and Counting Crows singing Omaha to open this podcast, um, because what else could we use? But um, it was cool to have that game, and it was cool to have it be a dominating win. And I think I texted you after the game, and I think I think this was my, my only deep insight, really, was that I, I believe I can officially stop waiting for this team to have the yeah. fall on its face moment. Like I just kept worrying that somewhere along the line, we were going to have that moment where we just embarrassed ourselves and didn't look like a professional soccer team and, and prove that like, to some extent we were, we were making it up. Ian, welcome. Well, it's so nice of you to join us. Uh, but you know, to some extent we were faking our way through it and that the early run was just luck and not that we were a God awful team, but that we were just doing yeah. better than we had right to be doing. And I think, I think we're just a good team. We're just a quality team with well coached, a great system and, you know, deeper than you would think. Cause this is a basically an all backups team that we started. And obviously we're playing a USL team. We know that we're not pretending that it's a higher quality opponent than it is, but we went out and dominated from the very get-go of this thing against a team that, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they made some waves in last year's Open Cup. Yeah, they made it to the quarterfinal. So eventually it was in SKC. coaches and lost some talent since then, but uh, definitely I think it was a more significant win than people might give it credit for just because it was kind of that... We've overcome another test. We've got young players and, and backup players that are going to make a big difference. And we played really well with, you know, what amounts to a half backup and half city <laughs> squad. So what are your thoughts, Justin? And yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, people were saying that, like, obviously Union Omaha's run last year, I think peppered a lot of people's expectations, but there were multiple pundits calling for a cup set in this match. So like that got me a little bit worried, but like, I think it's fair to say after this game, after, you know, some of the other lopsided numbers we've seen that this team can like take care of business against not lesser opponents, not to like talk down, but like, obviously there's, there's a talent gap there. Yeah. And like, I think the way that Carnell, 
can like frame these games of like go out there this is your chance to potentially win a first team spot like i think that was a huge motivating factor too yeah i think that's fair uh ian you were there live i'm led to believe mm -hmm. i'm hoping you can hear us now and have joined us with your microphone and everything how are you doing first of all how's things it, it's i'm on it's i'm on you're live, live on air you're live we're live now. Long your time question. listener, first time caller. <laughs> Just ask your question. Um, it was great. It was a great experience overall. Like I thought, the entirety of getting to the stadium and getting in the stadium and getting food at the stadium and getting my seats at the stadium. The dogs are excited about it. <laughs> they, they, um, love it. They, they love, love it. it. Uh, I would. I mean. I think everything outside of the game, which in and of itself was great, was like just a great first experience at the stadium. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. I'll say you talk now, so these dogs will calm down. <laughs> I can talk more. Um, it was cool to see AZ Jackson score right out the hop. Mm. I think that was awesome. He's a we are AZ Jackson truthers here. Um, had two Makes goals sense. in total. Just a great performance overall, and probably I would say especially with. Um, with the injuries and, and changes we've had up front, definitely I would think earned a little more of a look on the uh, first team. Um, so that was cool. Who else did you like in this game as far as, as players go, Justin? Yeah, I thought Cilio played phenomenal too, which is like, not to say that's like surprising because he's been able to do that like at MLS Next Pro and things, but he was kind of like the last man sign, so to say, like from mm -hmm. the next pro team and he had three assists six chances created he had a goal that was later ruled an own goal uh because it said deflected cross but Dude. i wanted to they, give it they to need him. to fix that they need to fix that for sure um yeah and like i, I think, do he's think a guy... it's a little ridiculous that <laughs> own goals that they just touch another person they're an own goal like yeah really a, an intended shot so upsetting to me. i think they, jeff had it best he said someone has to draw the line and you ask where where do you draw the line? And you say, that's not my job, <laughs> but someone right. needs to draw that line. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it was pretty impressive because they only started what, like maybe two, three regulars, like a few guys that sub in normally. Mm -hmm. I was even t telling Jeff, I'm like, so who do they sub in? I'm like, are they playing this whole team, the whole game? Do they sub <laughs> people in? And when they put Leuven in and they put Stroud in, I'm like, well, this seems, this seems yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unfair. So Levin comes in in like the 80th minute and initially like triples through the entire Elmont midfield. And you're like, this guy just does not need to be playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so mean. It was even deflected to him. And it was like he knew it would deflect to him. He received it with such grace. So like, ah, uh, yes, as I had predicted and then scored. Um, yeah, I, it was kind of funny. I was just like, okay, I guess, I guess you didn't have to summon someone. I kind of expected them to just sort of like, putts around unless it would have been you know like a tie game or like mm -hmm. a one goal game with it definitely being like three nothing at that point four nothing it was like okay you guys you don't have to really do anything maybe you're just gonna get some running in get some reps and i was like oh shit they're actually like going for the jugular again as if they hadn't already um i mean it was a very impressive win we saw two people there that were from Omaha, or I don't know, they were rooting for Omaha. Yeah, give us that insight. It's uh, fascinating. That was, that was fun. <laughs> when they scored their one goal, they tried to get in the light chant going. Uh they seemed like they seemed like fun folks. Um, there was the only two people I saw. I was like, are they from Omaha and they live here? Or did they drive all the way from Omaha to here? I will say you know Omaha had their fan section. They made a decent amount of noise like at the end of the half. Oh really? So, yeah. I do. I, I was thinking about this. This isn't really a soccer point, but I feel like Omaha has an outsized cultural impact based on <laughs> the kind of city it is. You've got Mutual of Omaha. You've got mm -hmm. Omaha Steaks, the Oracle of Omaha. Of course, Warren Buffett headquartered in Omaha. Like, oh, I didn't even. You know, yeah, I didn't Berkshire Hathaway headquartered in Omaha. So. Well, I was telling Ian last podcast that like I always think of the Jack Hanna uh, from the Omaha Zoo, like. You know, that yeah. has an outside impact on. I on forgot me, that he was from there, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of things going on. Omaha, here. man, who would have thought? Their mayor apparently <laughs> is just a piece of, of shit. America. So, you know, their mayor, their mayor is a piece of shit, according to some guy. According to a guy who comments on Twitter posts. He yeah. said, whoever, whoever wins the game, 
uh, or no, whoever loses the game has to have her as the mayor. I think. I'm not comfortable with that guy's outside, outsized <laughs> impact of his opinion right now. That family. <laughs> a lot of time on this podcast. That family <laughs> suffered the wrath of that mayor's family at some point or another. And this man is going to take that hatred to his grave. Um, yeah, it was kind of funny because I was like, if you drive from Omaha to St. Louis, what a what a road trip. What Maybe quite possibly the most boring road trip known to man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that you can make it. I think that is because I'm not even sure if that takes you like through KC. I think that just like takes you like the north way down, right? To St. John's and then down through, I would think. Do you think Uh, you go through Kirksville? You think you take a pit stop in Kirksville? Let's see. Directions from (laughs) St. Louis to Omaha. Make sure it's like a bus route too. It does go Kansas City. It does take you through KC. Oh, um, so at least you I can't get. imagine with with respect, Justin, <laughs> just the torture of driving four hours across seventy on in across Missouri. I mean, it's pretty rough. Um, for doing that, I do it frequently. There, like, there's two stretches, right? There's the pre-Columbia. I always stop in Columbia because it's like not exactly halfway, but it's like my way of being halfway. So where's yeah, your, like, where's your Columbia stop? So I usually, all right, so I have two. I usually either stop at the Loves, that's like a little bit of a ways out, or yeah, or I stop at the QT. The QT at like the intersection of the entire state at 6170? Okay, of course, yeah. And uh, the... That stuff QT from... must make bank. Do oh, you ever think about that? It has <laughs> to, right? about How much money that place must make? It's literally the, the center of the state. Like the, the stretch dead... between KC and Columbia is just like once you get out of KC, it's just the worst drive you could ever imagine. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Not like the other half of that stretch is much better. You know, there used to be, apparently the the McDonald's in Kingdom City used to be really cool, and now it's just kind of like whatever. And like, I hate that. Like too. modern. Yeah. It used to have like fish tanks. According to this what? is all according to Mister Kosky. And <laughs> when did he tell us this? Yeah. But um, it used to have like fish tanks and it was, it's called the mixed stop. It still is called the mixed stop, but apparently it's just not that exciting anymore. So I don't know, man. But anyway, it was a great game. Great, great victory for our <laughs> all boys. This to say. <laughs> um, all this is to say that it was wonderful uh, for us to take uh commanding role we don't we haven't had the draw yet right it's thursday night yeah that'll be thursday we got we got some good games tonight uh as you're listening to this as we're recording this um there was a cup set last night monterey bay beat san jose which like i'm just done putting my faith in san jose i guess because they always let me down i don't know how i feel about cup set by the way not you don't like it you're not a fan Um, I just feel like it's just an unnecessary inclusion. I think it's trademark. I think anytime you talk about an upset in the U.S. Open Cup, you have to call it a cup. Is that what, is it a U.S. Open Cup specifically? Because I've yeah, never heard like uh, their lawyers will come after you if you don't call <laughs> it an upset. Yeah, I've never Lamar heard Lamar coined that term. Yeah, Lamar Hunt is rolling over in his grave. If you don't call <laughs> he coined that. I've never heard a British person be like, "Oh, M.K. Dons beat Southampton in a dramatic cup set on." <laughs> that's, that's not cheeky enough i don't it's know definitely, it's definitely that is a very cheeky. american sports yeah. team for sure yeah. that is like mascot i think <laughs> they just call it if you lose when you're not supposed to lose mm-hmm. they just call it like the drizzling shits or whatever yeah shite complete shite is this picture that you included of az jackson and lutz running on the field <laughs> this is my favorite picture uh so after the game i guess yeah. i don't know what was happening but but oh, Lutz yeah, yeah. and Aziel Jackson were on like the other side of the pitch when they all like went over to the supporter section to do the thing. And yeah, like AZ, I guess, led Lutz by the hand to get over there. <laughs> that's, some, that's a small child and their and their adoptive that's, uh, yeah, father. That's exactly. Lutz is a dad to AZ Jackson, I guess, is what this picture is giving me. Come on, Paul. <laughs> that's cool. Who do you think? I mean, maybe I'm leading this question based on who you're, we're talking about, but do you think anyone made an impact such that they should get a look in the first team now i mean i think azil jackson like should and i like yeah, i think he's yeah. been Correct at that answer. leveler for a while so cardinal talked about this a little bit after the game too like he's been playing a lot of minutes because if he's not in the lineup they'll have him stay back and play with two just to like city two just to keep him sharp so i think like i think they see him as a player who potentially does make an impact on the first team and like 
this performance and the performances that he's had this year, like, I feel like he's earned that. Him and Celia, like, I think Celia's performance, too, was, like, good with his uh, corroboration that he had with, like, Vaslev and things. Uh, like, I, I think those two specifically, Miggy Perez, I thought was very good for the 90. Um, he had a play where he, like, tracked back at least 30 yards to, like, cleanly dispossess somebody in the midfield. So, like, he was just all over the place this game. Yeah, it was a good game. Good showing from pretty much everybody. I thought we looked good all around, and I'm excited to see the next round. Ian, uh, did anyone jump off the page at you in your first in-person viewing? I thought I thought Miggy looked really good. Like I thought he seemed uh, aggressive but balanced, like not making mm-hmm. any like crazy aggressive plays, but the ones that he did make uh, seemed to turn to his favor. Uh, you know, obviously. Um, Zeal Jackson. What what else can you say? What, what? Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I was I like Pedro too. I thought he made some good plays like off the wing, uh, or like I noticed him a lot at least in like, yeah. the second half when he was kind of more on our side. Uh, I was I was just impressed overall that your kind of like young slash B squad was able to put together like such a solid performance. Like I definitely thought, well, we should win this, but there's a chance just because you're not fielding your your a squad necessarily that it could be it could be a cup set as you say but um as lamar says <laughs> I, I will tolerate downtown west out of necessity a cup set oh, in downtown oh. west even <laughs> blow his gasket That's right. <laughs> yeah i mean that I, I just think overall for a young squad um like watts i think looked really good too mm. like they they impressed and i also thought like guys like ostrog and Vaslev looked really good as like vets out there i was a little worried that Vaslev got like hurt i don't know he was like he was nursing something in the first yeah. half and then the second Arnold half said it was just a knock so oh okay because in the second half Whatever he just that took means. a break because it was like three nothing i was like ah he's decided to cash it in I love soccer terms. Steven, what is it? What is the severity of a knock exactly? A Could knock you... is <laughs> is more severe uh, than nothing and less severe than an injury. What about a twinge? Where, where would you rate <laughs> a that? knock? A twinge would be above a knock. <laughs> okay, but below. Um, there's another term, and I can't think of what it is. But there is another term they use for like a serious, not a serious injury, but. Oh, a blow. They do say that's a blow. Like he'll be out for a while. That's a blow. Mm. Uh, They said that Klaus tweaked his groin. Uh, So tweak, I guess, is like two weeks. If you had to miss like two weeks, that's a tweak. Two two Uh, weeks tweak. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It works out beautifully. All right. So I'm I'm glad that we got to the bottom of that. I was a little sad that he was injured and thus couldn't sub in i was a little disappointed i did see it's going to be the perfect game for like a four goal class performance i saw the corner of my eye i saw someone in the crowd walking up next to us that looked like a doppelganger i was like he's fucking just waiting in the stands he's gonna jump on he would be he would be just like walking around the stadium <laughs> that'd be a taking in the sights yeah. i'd be okay with it um That's we close. have another game coming up on saturday hosting portland fc who we res- resoundingly beat um, I wouldn't say resounding way. That's a little um, We're that good. But we beat two to one in our first game. Resounding two to one victory. Yeah, Second half come from behind goals by Jared Stroud. That was at the end of the first and extra time. And Kyle Hebert uh, to win that one two to one in Portland. Portland currently sitting at 10th in the Western Conference. Mm. Not a very good team. Uh, they have had two wins, two draws, and five losses. Do they get a sixth loss? Sixth loss on Saturday, Justin. I say they do. Wow. I'm interested to see how this goes because Portland, I think, can game plan really well against teams. Like you saw that in the game against Seattle that they won four to one. It's like they've been atrocious all year, and then they beat the best team in MLS. Like. You can't take this team lightly with the players that they have and like everything they've been through. But uh-huh. Eric Williamson is hurt; like he tore his ACL. That hurts. If you're poor, I'd imagine. I, uh, I just don't see like uh, Yumi Chara still hurt. Sebastian Blanco is injured. Like there's a Felipe Mora is injured. There's a lot of names in that team that are banged up. Like I think that. 
Bradley Carnell will have everyone ready too, like playing at home, getting a second chance at an opponent. I I feel pretty positive about it. Ian, what are your thoughts? They better win. Um, <laughs> after that, after that disappointing showing on Saturday, mm. uh, yeah, I think they'll actually be ready to kind of prove that that was a little bit of a misstep uh, that draw with Colorado and. I don't know, like they, like you're saying when I hopped on, like I want to always think that maybe they're going to falter a bit and kind of come back down to earth, but I really haven't seen it yet. I mean, I've, you know, they've, I've seen some flaws. I've seen them slow down a bit, but I just really haven't seen the bottom come out. So I, I can't really say that I expect them to lose until, until I see it happen. Yeah, I think they, they've got, I think they deserve some of the benefit of the doubt, right? Like mm-hmm. against a team that's been struggling and Portland are going to have a day less rest. They play Orange County SC tonight in their open cup match. So that plays in our favor, I think. Uh, yeah. That's right. Ooh. Less rest. <laughs> I also think less best. I also think that this will be a win. Um, I think we're just a good team and continue to prove that at every opportunity we're given um it'd be nice to see the defense sharpen a little after Mm -hmm. last game not being so great that would be the biggest thing i'm looking for and then finding out you know where the attack center what the focal point of the attack is without klaus and who steps in there i think those will be the two big questions to answer but i definitely think they're capable of doing it Uh, and i think they'll at least pick up a point and i tend to think they will win um, but I guess that's why they play the games is to answer questions like that's why they play the games. <laughs> um, so any other soccer topics that we'd like to talk about? Uh, Ian, what did Tottenham do last weekend? Any uh, yeah, big old, big old wet fart. <laughs> and that, you know, that's probably being too kind because that's at least something. I thought it, it's funny that we are like so down on them last week and then they, uh... <laughs> they surpassed our very expectations of how shit they could be. Um, yeah, it's over. I mean, I already wasn't feeling that great about it, but it's it's over. They play Manchester United tomorrow. Like it's it's not like actually over, but like again, they haven't shown me anything to feel good about uh, in like the last. They uh, month. they fired their caretaker manager, which is something oh, right. I wasn't aware that you could do. Ian, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do like that you can just fire your. You go. This is the this is the new guy. He's the backup. He'll be here for a while. And you're like, actually, you know, not good enough. <laughs> actually, not good. Enough. Um, I mean, that should be good just because he was in the Conte regime and was essentially Conte Jr. So I don't, I honestly don't know. Do they have like a third coach that is now their coach? Is he also part of the Conte regime? I don't know how you thought firing Conte would like be enough of a change to like buoy them back in the Champions League spots. Like that doesn't makes any sense to me at all i don't know what they're doing really uh floundering i mean <laughs> at at the very least i don't know i it's one of those things where then i just think about um arsenal and then i'm sort of like well you know mm-hmm. i can complain there's lots to complain about but i'm like i guess i guess i'm not gonna lose the league as a whole so yeah here we go Ian. <laughs> some teams that might make you feel better about where tottenham are at uh Everton, probably getting relegated. I think that's safe to say. Uh, Chelsea have lost again. Uh, they have lost four of their last five with the other result there being a draw. I don't think they're safe from relegation. They're in 11th place, but uh, there's. I think they they might lose every single game the rest of the season. So. <laughs> <laughs> if Currently, only. according to uh, 538, the... Chelsea does have a less than 1% chance of being relegated, but that does mean they have a greater than 0% chance. There is a chance. Um, Especially if Frank Lampard is still the coach this entire time. Like, they are going down. Southampton has a 90% chance to be relegated. Everton, a 63% chance. And Nottingham Forest, a 58% chance. Although I will say, if Nottingham, Nottingham Forest can average two long throw-ins per game, they may still win the league. There's a good chance 
that they can maneuver themselves into position to win this league from uh, 18th place with 30. They like surprisingly good against Brighton today. I was very, I, I don't, I don't know if that's just like one of those games where like a shit team just looks good all of a sudden, but that that game they played when they played Liverpool, that was chaos. That was Liverpool dominated the first half and then they scored early in the second. And I thought, okay, even with Liverpool, this is going to be, they're going to coast the rest of the way. And then um, it didn't happen, you know? So anyway, that game was a lot of fun, but it was crazy in its own way. Liverpool are back up. That's right. That's 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 my point. Yeah, I mean Liverpool's got a very winnable. If they can, if they can just have a good end to the year, I mean their chances of making the Champions League spots are very low. But seventeen percent, according to our friends at five thirty eight. Um, but um, yeah, I just would like to see them uh, just have a strong finish to the season. Yeah, Liverpool really shot themselves like in the them- foot. I would like them to show us that the them stopping the pursuit of Jude Bellingham stories are all just a classic misdirect, as they have been with Allison and Virgil Van Dyke and others in the past. So and there's a history. Of those, here. All of those people, we were told at one point that Liverpool had stopped their pursuit, that it was too expensive, etc. All I know is that if this just ends in Jude Bellingham going to Manchester City, I'm going to stop watching. I quit the Premier League. <laughs> I really, I'm, I actually might. Like if, if it's Real Madrid, I'll hate it, but I'll be like, whatever. If it's Man City, I might actually stop. Done. Yeah, it's just that's it. <laughs> I might pick like Syria next year or something. Uh, any other soccer thoughts? Any other soccer talk, my fellow lads? Wow, I'm never doing that again. Wow, really, really pulled it full circle. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Final thoughts. Anyway, I, I saw I saw Steve, whatever his name is, the lead singer of the Urge at Steve's Hot Dogs behind oh. the, the desk. I was like, What? Why is are that you here? His hot dog place? Yeah. Steve, that is that is the Steve of Steve's hot dogs, Steve. Yeah. For real? Wow. Yeah. Were you like, hey, you're all washed up? Why do we literally was like, I can't remember the names of your songs, but I remember your songs. They just like say that to him, and I wonder. If hey, it's like, getting hectic like in that. here. Am I right? <laughs> you get it? I fucking hate that band. This guy ruined my life. Life. <laughs> my life's now about hot dogs. So I've told the reporters no questions about the urge. Hmm. That's why they won't let me back in Steve's hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's why nobody watches AOL Blast. That's true. <laughs> Unprofessional bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Ian's dogs have officially gone crazy again. We have referenced the earth. They said enough talking about Steve from Steve's right. hot dogs. They don't want to hear the word hot and dog that close together ever again. Uh, so they are asking us to get out of here. But, folks, we will be back next week talking about the hopefully glorious defeat of Portland and much more in the soccer world. Until then, uh, keep it breezy, keep it easy, and don't eat too much cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? If that flies, then, like, and you have a problem with downtown West, you're going to come in here with that kind of nonsense, Stephen. I've got, okay, all right. I was going to let this podcast. Oh, no. But I have a problem with downtown West because it doesn't exist. That's my problem with downtown West. You will never convince me otherwise. And that's all that I need to say on the matter. So, you know. You and your professional scruples, you're you're a whore for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and you're towing the company line, even though you don't work for them. You know, and Downtown West has been mentioned in St. Louis Magazine countless times at this point. I, I'm aware, because you're sneaking, you're sneaking <laughs> it in there to perpetuate a conspiracy theory. This is exactly what you do. You, you get it mm. adopted by mainstream media, whatever. It's ranking is. high in the Google search results. That's all I'm Oh, my say. God. It's ranking nowhere. It doesn't mean anything. The Google search is nothing. I hate everything. I hate right. downtown West, and I hate all of you. We've come, we've come full circle. <laughs> Steven's not going to be on the pod next week. <laughs> are we done? Are we done here? Are you all satisfied? Is your bloodlust satisfied? Where's this Good restaurant this you're going to tonight, Justin? Oh, we're going to Jay's Pateria. Uh, it's here. Oh, it's, it's good. That's here in South County. Yeah, it's it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite Mediterranean spots. Is that down in downtown West? 
Not downtown. I down here in uh, South County. In, South County. Wow. Yeah. Right, the right across the street from Ronnie's. That's the right. former Ronnie's. Uh, oh, here. it's not now, Ronnie's anymore. What is it now? Or is it still Ronnie's? I, I think know. it's still Ronnie's. What have you all done to my city? Run. It's not run by Ronnie's though. It's run by. Oh uh, yeah. Like, oh, um, it's oh well, what what Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, yeah, they always come on before the guy who runs Marcus. Yeah. He always comes on before the movies, and he's real awkward. Uh, but you have to watch him because you bought a ticket and he puts himself in front of every movie screen. So yes, thank God for coming out here and not streaming stuff. My right folks streaming for nerds, streams for nerds, turn that goddamn phone off and, uh, enjoy the movie. That's pretty much the message. So. Here's me and my brother awkwardly acting and you have to watch us. It's not <laughs> the press admission. Because I know he doesn't look to like be... he's trying to get an acting career off of breaking ground <laughs> at age 65. We actually wanted to be in the movies, but now we just show you the movies. So. Popcorn, am I right? <laughs> right. Who doesn't want a good popcorn sesh? Well, this podcast has gone on five minutes long. Any more wild conspiracy theories you want to spin, guys? No, I've reached my limit today, actually. No, Jace okay, Petery, so I'm very good. That's not a conspiracy theory. Everyone, Justin just tacitly admitted that Downtown West is a conspiracy theory. No, I had no idea. Well, have a wonderful <laughs> evening and good night. Who act?